0: Good evening, everyone. I am happy to be back. This is Mama Bookworm or Pam, whatever you want to call me. For those, this is their first time on my podcast. Welcome. I hope you enjoy this. So, I'm sorry I've been gone for so long between school, work, and trying to focus on my health. I just haven't been recording I did do research on those th- three books that I promised to review and yes I know I need to get better about popping out episodes I hopefully the summer I don't want to make promise I can't keep, promises I can't keep but hopefully in the summer when I have a break from school I can do that because I have a lot of subjects I want to cover that I have a list of that I need to get through. So, I also have an announcement. So, there is this convention called Common Palooza in Houston, Texas, where I'm from. And I've been twice already, and I'm hoping to go back for the third time. So, I was on their website just seeing if they announced any guests. For Comicpalooza, if you want to know the truth, Dallas has the best ones. Because at Fan Expo, I mean, they get some really good ones. So, um, they make Houston look really, really minuscule compared to Dallas. But Dallas is a bigger city. But that's another conversation for another day. So, any Hootie. I was looking on their website, checking out prices, and I saw that they do this podcast program and where they feature podcasts. And I guess, right time, right place, because I decided to sign up the podcast to see if I can get featured at Comet Palooza. And you want to know the crazy part is? The uh, applications are not even due to Friday. So, I think it's meant to be. I also put my best friend Hosway as a co-host to help me host this bad boy. And he also wants to do his own podcast. So, two birds with one stone, right? All right. So... For those who, this is their first time on my podcast. We do three things. We start out with a quote. We talk about the author. And then we get into the synopsis of the book. If we're doing a book review. Now, if it's a topic, we'll start out with a quote. And then try to make the topic tie into history. Because I like... His literature and history, whether people want to admit it or not, they do go together. And I love quotes. I love history. And I love literature. Combine on those favorite things. Beanie-bam, beanie-boom. You got a podcast. So I promised in my New Year's episode that the first things I was going to do is review three books that I finished towards the end of the year Well, I ended up doing research on two out of the three, so I'm going to record this one tonight and maybe do another one this week. So the first thing I am going to do is talk about after you. By Jojo and Moyes. Now she has a book called Me Before You that was turned into a movie and starred Emilia Clark, you know the one who plays Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones. Yeah, that one. Well, she wrote a sequel. I read Me Before You when it was being in theaters. I just never watched it. But I ended up reading Me After You. And she has another one called Still Me. So I'm going to start it out with a quote. And the quote is, You don't have to let that one thing be the thing that defines you. And that's, what the point of the whole book was. She let Louisa, the main can- character, is still grieving after Will's death. But we'll get into that later. First, I want to introduce the author, Georgia Moyes. Her real name is Pauline Sarah Jo Moyes. She's one of the few authors that has won the Romantic Novel of the Year Award. Her books have been translated to 28 languages. She has sold forty million copies worldwide. She got a journalism degree from City University. She's an English author. Um, she wrote the screenplay po- the screenplay for me before you. Her um her influences are National Velvet by Enid Bagnoid. That was her favorite book as a child. Um, The other one was Behind the Scenes at the Museum by Kate Atkinson. She cites that makes her a better author. Her other influences are Nora Ephron, Marion Keyes, Lisa, Julie, Jonathan Trooper, and Jane Austen. <laughs> I I love Jane Austen. Shout out to Jane Austen for paving the way she did for women. But I don't know what, I don't know one Arthur, especially one English Arthur, that was not inspired by Jane Austen. So no surprise there. Alrighty. so she became a full-time writer in 2002. She wrote Me Before You because of her experience taking care of a family member struggling with a progressive disease that really reduced quality of your life. Um, the book Me Before You was inspired by a news story Moise heard on the radio about a young quadriplegic who persuaded his parents to help being him and his life and in europe i say switzerland is where you want to go if you i think it's the only country in europe that supports and does assisted suicide in the United States, I believe Washington and Oregon are the only two states that supported and actually do it. And so I'm not trying to get anybody. I'm just letting you know that it is a real thing and people actually go and do it. So the synopsis of After You is dealing with grief. And grief could be a breakup, a death in a family. Everyone thinks with grief it's just dealing with death, but I've been learning with getting over my own relationship. It's not singular, it is very all over the place because one day you're angry the other day you're in denial. Another day you're angry again. Another day you're negotiating. But if anything I'm learning with grief is you go through the stages of grief and sections of whatever you've been through. For example, I was in denial on how angry I was about the relationship. And then I negotiated. And then I was angry again, but they got to a point I was accepted. Then I went through the stages of grief all over again through another part. Until I'm starting to accept the whole thing. When I say grief is very messy, it is very messy. So the quote that I just said, you don't have to let that one thing be the thing that defines you by George and she's That was her quote. That's what Louisa did. She let Will's death define her. Will left her... A large amount of money. She traveled to Paris trying to find herself outside of Will. She couldn't do that. So she went back home feeling more lost than ever. She took a job at a bar in an airport. She got a flat in London And basically left her little small village or hamlet, what they call it in England and I think cut out her family for at least a year or two so she could figure herself out. So one night she came home from either a night of drinking or a night of, at the after work. And sometimes she would go on the rooftop of her flat just to, you know, contemplate, chill out. And throughout the book, she did that a lot. So that, that night was like other any other night. Louisa was drinking. And... She ended up falling off the roof, and she, how she landed, it's the paramedic that attended her. Say it was amazing that she didn't die, but where she landed, it actually saved her life. So he. ended up being Sam, who was related to one of the boys in Louisa's grieving group. Now, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get to Sam in a because he becomes important later. So they notify Louisa's parents. They rush to the hospital. They take her back home. She didn't want to go back home, but they insisted taking her back home. She was in recovery for a long time. She wanted to go back home to her flat. And her parents said the only way we're gonna let you go home is if you start dealing with Will's death. She not only fell in love with him, but she felt guilty because she felt like she didn't do enough to persuade him to stay. And she's angry at herself and angry at him for not caring enough to stay. And in Will's head, he thought he was doing everyone a favor because the only reason... His parents stayed together was because of him knowing how unhappy they were. So he thought he was doing everyone a favor. Well, that wasn't the case because it left a huge scar. So then not too long after Louisa goes back to the flat, starts getting her life semi my back door, and start going to the grieving group. There was a teenage girl shows up at her flat at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Turns out that was Will's long-lost daughter, Lily. You want to know the kicker? Nobody knew she existed until she showed up at Louisa's doorstep. Will's parents didn't know. Louisa didn't know. Her mother intended to keep that a secret from her until one day it just came out, and so Lily's jit decided to go and search for him and find out who he is. So throughout the book, Louisa is learning to forgive herself, learns to see life in a different way. And the paramedic that was there the night that she fell, Sam, that was the uncle of Jake, who was dealing with his mother's death, which is Sam's sister who died of cancer. At the, who was at the, grief group. So I just love how all it came together the way it did, and the Arthur just beautifully tied in how when you open yourself up to new chapters of your life, how beautiful life can be. And so I found another quote from the book. And it says, You're going to feel uncomfortable in your new world for a bit. It always does feel strange to be not out of your comfort zone. There's a hunger in you, Clark, a fearlessness. You You just buried it like most people do. Just live well, just love. That was from a letter that Will wrote to her after he died, and she found it towards the end of the book. And... When you lose someone or get out of a almost four-year relationship, your world does feel like it's turned upside down. You're learning how to live without the person. You're learning how to cope. You'll never... I've been hearing you'll never really get over it. You just learn how to live with it. And even though leaving my recent ex was hard, but it was also one of the easiest decisions I ever made was because, one, I knew I had to, and two, I just couldn't keep living my life the way I was living it because... If you want to know the truth, two years ago, when my parents divorce happened and we had my mom and I had to move into a new place, I lost my job around a really good job at the time. and then my dad got really sick and it was a, it was in the summer and it was awful and I had to go to the doctor to get some more medicine. And the doctor told me that my liver and kidneys were failing because of the amount of stress I was under from both of them. And it wasn't until I August when something happened with between my ex and I, I finally realized I couldn't live like this anymore. And... I started the process of leaving him. I ended up going back to the doctor. And my levels are, were, getting, were getting better. And then not too long ago, I went back to the doctor again. And my kidney and liver levels are back to where they need to be. Sometimes, you have to make choices that are not the easiest, but they will benefit you towards the end. And and in this case, with Louisa, she had to make a choice. Either she could keep living in Will's shadow and never experiencing life or love again, or she could learn to live without him and experience life in the most beautiful way. I'm trying not to get too much away in the book, but I'm pleased to report that Louisa ended up learning to live life without will she never forgot him because will had that much of an impact on her but she took the lessons from the the grape group and from will and she applied them to a life and she started to learn to live without him and and I have always said before that authors tend to write from their experiences. And this is another example of Jojo Maine moist doing her thing and writing from a life experience. And grief is also, what I'm learning now is Learning uh, learning to deal with a losing a potential friendship. Um, my best friend, Tristan, and I had a falling out the weekend of my birthday. and I have been considering ending the friendship, and I'm slowly trying to detach myself from it. And it's has not been easy. But at the end of the day, it's beneficial to both of us because we are never going to see eye to eye on things that we want. He wants more than friendship, and I can't get that to him because I don't feel the same way. And to, and I'm starting to set the fact that being friends with him is hurting more him and me because we keep having the same fight over and over again. So what I'm trying to say is grief it doesn't just pertain to death or a breakup. It can also be a death of a friendship or a... Just also the death of a life that you thought you were going to have. But you realize that the life you had now is so much more beautiful than what you could have had if you stayed on the same path. And sometimes God has to intervene your plans in order to save your life. And he saved my life more than once when it comes to that. Did I like it in the first place? No. I sure did not. But am I grateful for looking back? Absolutely. So... Jordan Moyes also wrote some other books too, but if you want to follow Amelia Clark and her journey, Me Before You, After You and Steal Me are the trilogy, I'm probably going to check out Steal Me and just add it to my list. So um, I'm going to leave you with a, another quote. It's the only way to avoid being left behind was to start moving. Life is, going to, life is going to move on with or without you. And whether you want to move with it or don't, it's up to you. But life will always move on. And if you, and what I've learned, if you don't learn to move with it, you will miss out on some beautiful things. So that is my book review of After You. And I'm going to leave you with a question. If you... If you ever had to grieve something, what did you do to help you move on? I'll put it in with my questions after this. But I just want to say thank you for listening, and thank you for participating and following me. I'll keep you updated on if we're going to be at common Palooza and when and and that's it. If I get accepted, I'll give you as much details as I can. Anyways, love you, my little bookworms. God bless and good night.